0: No, it's, the no no day. it's a happy day for me. Is it for you? Well, I'll tell you why it is for me. Because it's no, no disclosure time. I almost said nose disclosure. Actually, that's funnier than the title we already have. I kind of like that. So, (laughs) it's been a week already, kids. Awesome, huh? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I missed you. Even when I do, you know, Just the Tip episodes, I miss you. So, let's do our thing. Episode core of No Disclosure. Oh, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor and Prevail Guitar Works. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys on the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things are in, no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, and have a little fun, yes? Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So yeah, this week went by pretty quick, man It did Which is great for me Because, you know, no disclosure is the only thing in life I look forward to anymore (laughs) It is It's the only thing I want to fucking do with my life, man I don't want to do anything else Can I just do this? Can I just do no disclosure for a living, huh? Let's get more listeners, man You gotta tell everybody That needs to be, like, number one topic of conversation Every time you meet a new person Even before you say your own fucking name (laughs) <laughs> like no disclosure podcast. Hi, my name's Fred. And they say, what'd you say? No disclosure podcast. So, how are you doing? Just um rattle that off like uh before you say anything else. You know, whenever you go on a date or whatever, your own fucking wedding, that's just how we need to do it. <laughs> and have the, you know, we're going to we're going to make that a thing. You know, even the priest to be doing it. No disclosure podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today, no disclosure podcast, to uh Let's <laughs> make that a thing, huh? But no, I mean the, the show was steadily growing. And um very it, it's just uh it just keeps doing better and better. At the worst, no disclosure has ever just you know plateaued, which is amazing. It's you know that it, it's only risen and plateaued. That that's great. We're in the middle of a rise right now. I think I just I, I want to do this for a living, man. Help me quit my fucking job, please. <laughs> so let's get started, huh? This is from uh MSN an Indiana man called 911 over and over to say he was tired Oh, <laughs> he was sleepy and called 911 dispatch got tired of dealing with him yeah an Indiana man who totally doesn't look like uh the dude if the Big Lebowski was a horror movie continually called uh, 911 to announce that he was tired well that would be spending two months in county jail According to court records obtained Friday by the smoking gun, Daniel Schroeder, 61, was taken. He looks a lot like the dude. (laughs) You know, if The Big Lebowski was some kind of horror movie. (laughs) That's true. Look him up. Was taken into custody Tuesday night in connection with the four calls he made that evening, stating he was tired. According to the police report obtained by the outlet, Daniel Ray Schroeder, he can rest up in jail now. He (laughs) may. He made the calls the day after pleading guilty to an early misuse of the emergency system <laughs> in which he admitted to phoning 911 to state his displeasure with a relative who was not following his rules. Wow. Okay. Sometimes, you know, it makes me wonder like I I wonder this. When I see reports of people who are just clearly unhinged and they're older, you know, uh, this is an older gentleman And it makes you think, like, how the fuck have they lasted this long? I'm sure, you know, people like this have uh, had their run-ins, you know, before here and there. But don't you wonder that? Like, how is this person not in some kind of fucking crazy house? Like, what makes a person like that snap at this age? (laughs) You know what I mean? Do you ever think? I do. I do. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. He, uh, He was ordered to spend six months in jail. A sentence that was suspended so long as he does not call 911 unless it's an emergency. You know, like we teach our five-year-olds. He pleaded guilty Wednesday to violating that rule and was sentenced to 60 days behind bars on the misdemeanor charge. To run concurrently with the amended sentence in the first case of 60 days in jail, according to the outlet. Though... He doesn't seem to know much about the reason for 911. He's no stranger to the law even this year. Ooh, maybe he already snapped and this is just, you know, down the road. Well, let's look at this rap sheet here. I want to learn. Schroeder in May was charged in May with possession. <laughs> MSN, really? You guys are really getting bad with your fucking editing. MSN in particular. Let's, it, that's what it says. Schroeder in May was charged in May. Hmm, I wonder what damn month that was in. With possession... <laughs> Leaving the scene of a crash and operating a vehicle while intoxicated, after allegedly driving drunk through a cemetery, nearly three times the legal limit, only to damage a minimum of four headstones. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, uh, the the dude should be in jail. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's gonna get. He, I mean, he. I don't understand. I mean, he won't get plenty of rest in there. I never been to jail, you know, but. It doesn't seem like the most restful place to me, right? (laughs) This is from VT. Uh, Judge finally moves to evict a Long Island man who hasn't paid his mortgage in 23 years. What the hell? How did he get away with not paying his mortgage for that long? And how could I learn to do that? (laughs) Uh, Maybe we can figure something out here, guys. Save my listeners some money. (laughs) Let's see if we can, uh, you know... A man who's been living in a Long Island residence for 23 years, despite only making one damn mortgage payment, may finally be evicted. Wow. <laughs> How did he get away with that for so long? That's awesome. Ugh. You better have some scratch saved up there, buddy. <laughs> Go buy a new house with cash now. Uh a mit hans ball mit hans Damn it. Ugh. Okay, we, we really do need to try this time. Guramrit and I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know what it is with me and difficult names. Like uh, my brain just, I hit a block. You know what I mean? I, I can't fucking do it. Uh, let's call him Super Grover. Super Grover 52. I don't know why how I got Super Grover out of that. Maybe it starts with a G. That's just probably it. Maybe I'm just because I'm a child. In a 38-year-old man's body. Uh, purchased the three-bedroom... I mean, 25. 25-year-old, 25 yeah. <laughs> purchased the three-bedroom property back in 1998 for $290,000. The New York Post reports. Since then, he's only made one mortgage payment towards the 2,081 square foot property. Ooh, nice place. Uh, Super Grover was able to buy the house after borrowing money from the now-collapsed Washington Mutual. But he only paid... One thousand six hundred two dollars and thirty-seven cents toward it before the house was foreclosed upon in two thousand. How, how did he get away with this, though, man? I got to know. I want to know step by step. In an effort to uh, remain in the sizable East Meadow home, he's filed four lawsuits. Uh, Hans uh, Super Grover has filed four lawsuits and claimed bankruptcy seven times, taking advantage of the U.S. bankruptcy code's automatic stay rule. Oh, it's a red tape kind of thing taking advantage of the U.S. Bankruptcy Code's automatic stay rule. Mm. Now, the Post reported that the Nassau County Housing Court Judge, William Hauser, Hul- 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 so. Hul- so. <laughs> has ruled that Hans ba- uh, Super Grover does not qualify for pandemic housing protections due to the fact he's been occupying the residence illegally already. So he was trying to use the COVID thing, too. This guy's kind of smart, man. The ruling, I think he did this shit on purpose. Well, obviously. The ruling was made on September 14th, and that could mean that Diamond Rich Partners, the company that legally owns the property, could finally evict Super Grover. Hauhauser stated, I love that guy's last name. If that's how it's spelled H O H A U S E R. Hauhauser. It's like Hogan. Hahauser. Stated last week. <laughs> it makes me want to talk like Schwarzenegger or something as the matter continued winding a serpentine meaning way through the state and federal court systems. (laughs) Be careful, there's a bomb in there, remember? (laughs) Super Grover reportedly shared the property with fellow resident. Oh, shit. God. This is why I don't attempt the names. Because I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to fuck up somebody's name. I got a weird last name. People screw it up all the time. You know, I might as well just give the guy a nickname. Uh, Fellow resident, uh, at least I'll try. I mean, Bahagwant, B-H-A-G-W-A-N-T, Bahagwant, S-R-I-C-H-A-W-L-A, I can't do it, man. It's some weird fucking, like, mental tick or something. All right, let's name this guy Burgermeister and the pair filed for COVID-19 hardship declarations back in April in an effort to further stave off evictions. Oh, yeah, these guys are playing the system, man. Uh, Burgermeister died in a car crash back in July. Ooh, shit. Judge Hauser stated that Diamond Ridge and its predecessors have been waiting for more than two decades for their turn in housing court. After Super Grover's lawyers argued that other small landlords could, uh, should be prioritized before them. Okay, so it looks to me, Cassie was wondering about this. I stumbled upon this article yesterday. Didn't read it. I just found it interesting. I was like, yeah, I like the heading. I'm going to read it on no disclosure, you know. And uh, <coughs> Cassie was uh, really wanting to know how this guy was able to do this. <laughs> so I'm just going to what do I sell her, huh? This is just a red tape thing, you know. Now, uh, good news for you men out there. Because this is from IFL Science, so you know it's legit. Okay? This, this is for the men here, this one. Forget nose spray. Good sex clears a stuffy nose just as effectively. Man, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, that's true. Medical news is full of stories. Right, about promising new treatments for challenging conditions or for additional health benefits of routine behaviors and habits. I mean, who doesn't want to feel good about drinking coffee or eating chocolate, right? In this, I would say, rich vein, a study by German and British researchers published earlier this year actually won the IG Nobel Prize uh, for uh, for medicine. Uh, suggests orgasmic sex can clear nasal congestion. It's true, as well as a nasal uh, decongestant. The Nobels are awarded to honor achievements that first make people laugh and then make them think. It's called, what, LG Nobels? Nobels? IG? I think it's LG. Uh, with a ceremony at Harvard. Uh, it, it, it's really entertaining. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to go to one. Nobel laureates among those are handing out prizes. So actual Nobel winners hand out the, the prizes. It's just, it's like the, uh, it's the humorous, you know, Nobel awards. It's pretty cool. This year's winner deserves critical appraisal before deciding whether to prescribe uh, orgasm for consenting partners with stuffy noses. <laughs> So, if your lady says, I'm not feeling too well, you know, and you're feeling a little randy, tell her this. (laughs) As if Viagra wasn't bad enough. Now women are like, oh shit, now it clears nasal congestion. (laughs) They can't catch a break, can they? (laughs) And this is, uh, see, when we critically appraise research, it's important to look at internal validity first, right? Could the results have been caused by other factors? such as bias due to flaws in design or how the research was conducted, right? I mean, the next step is to ask whether the findings have external validity or can be generalized to the wider population. Also, with most studies that aren't using the gold standard, gold standard, study design of the double-blinded randomized controlled trials, we need to consider other factors to establish cause and effect. You I mean, that just makes sense to me. This includes consistency with other evidence and biological plausibility, or whether the findings tally with established understandings of our bodies. Now, the German-UK study was clearly not a double-blind study. The couples knew they were having sex. <laughs> Obviously. It was small in size, 18 heterosexual couples. But each subject was their own control subject. That means each person had the intervention. Sexual intercourse with orgasm compare, uh, compared with a nasal dec- decongestant spray applied the following day. Now, this is a cool part. Nasal flow was measured at five time points before coitus, after orgasm, and up to three hours afterwards. Subjects were tested with a questionnaire to determine which ones had pre-existing nose blockages over the past month. Nasal function was uh, assessed subjectively by the participant and objectively with a portable device measuring airflow. And uh, guess what? (laughs) Uh, The study did find a significant improvement in nasal flow immediately after the boom boom and this was of similar size to the benefit from decongestant spray used the following day cool <laughs> so now i have even more reason to be like oh man i got gas okay, i got a stuffy nose man <laughs> and i i have a really good argument against nasal spray too i'll tell you about it However, you know, the benefit from sexual activity was short-lived and nasal flow was back to baseline within hours. Unsurprisingly, the improved nasal flow was only seen in those with pre-existing nasal congestion. So, um, I mean, it it does work. And apparently, uh, it works better than nasal spray. (laughs) So, story time. I don't know what was in it. I've never had a reaction to nasal spray before this happened. Uh, yeah, I'm not, the only thing I'm allergic to is latex. (laughs) Guess how I found that out? (laughs) Never as a kid, but uh, developed an allergy, I guess, to latex. I'll tell you about that sometime. Uh, Just imagine, the worst way you could ever find out you're allergic to latex. That's how I found out. But nasal spray, same thing. Having a bit of nasal decongestion, you know, I know how to use fucking nasal spray, you know. I didn't, like, pour it down my shit. So I bought this just generic dollar store nasal spray. I tell you, um, <clears throat> I've been through some shit in my life. Okay, I had foot surgery done one time, and due to certain factors, no anesthetic. And uh, I've dislocated a knee before, actually both of them. Uh, it, I've I've been through some painful shit, and um, I, I, you guys know, I, I, have, I suffer from fucking hemorrhoids. I mean, severe hemorrhoids. Uh, it, it's it's horrible. I've been on the floor before, you know, just having to go to the bathroom. It's awful. I don't know. But uh, the nasal, that's a lot of TMI here. (laughs) But the nasal spray, that was the worst pain I've ever been through in my life. The worst pain. I chemically burned all of my whole sinus passages. I mean, all that shit that goes behind your eyes and your nose and all that. Chemical burns, all in it. I have no idea what the hell happened, but the second I took that nasal spray, I just fried all of my sinuses, man. Legit, chemical burns all through it. I'll never take nasal spray again. I don't know if it was the cheap shit. I don't know if I reacted to a certain ingredient or whatever. Everybody has their fucking theories, you know. Hold on. Damn microphone. Everybody has their you know, theories and shit. And I'm like, oh, maybe it was this and you bought the do-do-do-do. No, I I, I don't want to find out. I really don't. I'm just going to swear off nasal spray for the rest of my life. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't give a shit if it was a dollar store stuff or a certain ingredient or whatever. I'm never doing nasal spray again, ever. I'm never going through that fucking pain again. If you eat some shrimp and your fucking face blows up, you don't think to yourself, well, maybe it was that certain kind of shrimp and I'll try this other kind just to make sure. No, (laughs) for God's sake. Why do people tell me, like, oh, try this nasal spray? Fuck you. I'm not trying trying nasal spray again. So I think I have kind of a leg up here. <laughs> you know, I can tell guys, hey, man, I'm not allowed to take nasal spray. Uh, I'm feeling really decongested here. Uh, you know, we're, we're a couple, man. You got to be concerned about my health. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, I need everything I can get. Okay. I mean, we're getting older. You know, drives tend to dip when you get about this age shit. <laughs> I need every excuse I can get, man. So thank you, science. I appreciate it. Thank you, uh, thank you, science. You've done a lot for me. <laughs> You've done a lot for men in this, uh, in this realm. Women, I'm sorry, it's, a, it's another loss. <laughs> women enjoy sex just as much as men do. Don't let them tell you fucking different. But uh, it's still fun to joke about. Uh, fact. Okay. What is this with Nicki Minaj and testicles? Uh, these are two things that uh, I never thought would go together. Uh, what is this? It's from IFL Science. I got to see what's going on because I'm seeing this everywhere. Are Nicki Minaj's cousins, friends, testicles gigantic because of the COVID vaccine? What? Has anybody. Has, uh, uh, my mind is blown. Wait a minute. Has anybody else heard of this shit? Okay, listen to this. Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles. Are are we that obsessed with celebrity to where now we're reading headlines about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's testicles? Yeah, that's... (laughs) Really? I mean, is that how things are? I mean, is is this... I have listeners all over the world. All over the world. Are your fucking countries like this or is it just an American thing? We're so obsessed with these fucking airheaded celebrities that we're talking about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls. I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. What's that make us? Absolutely nothing. So it's it's so weird. Okay, apparently, I didn't know about this. Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls are absolutely gigantic, Minaj has alleged. And this is somehow related to COVID-19 vaccines. I'm on shot one of, of, of the vaccine. I know a lot of people that have taken it. Balls are the same. That's a sentence I didn't expect to type this morning, but here we are. <laughs> Minaj, who was notably absent from the Met Gal on Monday, explained to her fans on Twitter that if she gets vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. She goes on to say it'll be when she feels done and she's done enough research Following some independent thought on the subject. <laughs> Nicki Minaj doing research. Yeah, putting on her reading glasses, hitting the internet, getting that smoking pipe and just going to town. I'm sorry, Nicki Minaj. But <laughs> Maybe I'm judging. I don't know. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm wondering how much research, you know, a person can seriously do. This is the same woman that wrote the song Stupa How." They want you to get vaccinated for the med. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the med, blah, blah, blah. The research shows that vaccines are safe and effective. Now, listen, don't, don't fuck with me as far as the bandwagon shit. I'm reading an article, okay? I'm not going to tell you what my personal views are on the vaccine. We're all grown ups, okay? We're grown ups. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. If you're vaccine, anti-vaccine, I got other stuff I got to worry about. You know? I got a life here. We're grown. Do whatever the fuck you want. I, I don't give a shit. But I'm just reading an article here. Okay. Hmm. So before I get any fucking phone calls, I'm reading an article. The research shows that vaccines are safe and effective and far superior to the alternative contracting disease that is damaging to the health of you and others around you, which is often fatal, much more so than those who are unvaccinated. This is an article. I I I gotta say that again. (laughs) Um, However, the bit that sent the internet into a frenzy was Minaj's follow-up tweet. Telling the story of her cousin's friend's balls. of what has been going on in his pants. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles were swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting buried. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. <laughs> this sounds like a legit story, doesn't it? Yeah, this sounds really fucking true. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. That, I mean, I know like a lot of, you know, people get married because, you know, they want kids and shit like that. He called off the, I mean, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I, I do know women that would call off a wedding no matter how much, no matter how much they love the guy. No matter how great the guy was. Because, you know, his shit didn't work. <laughs> he was shooting blanks, right? Even though, you know, there's alternatives to still having children. But, uh, I don't know. That coming from Nicki Minaj, it's a little weird. Uh, now She's she's just really going off on this thing. But it's not the article itself. I mean, it's, it's not the content of the article itself. It's the fact that somebody... You know, that Nicki Minaj was going out there and being Nicki Minaj. Uh, And instead of just paying her no fucking mind like we should be doing, somebody takes the time to start writing articles about Nicki Minaj's, what, cousins, friends, fucking nutsack? We're that obsessed with celebrity. And guess what? I just read it. I'm not obsessed with Nicki Minaj. I I think, uh, you know, the state of music uh, will survive without her. She, <laughs> she's entertaining to watch, though. I'll give you that. This is from AP News. Police. Uh, uh, I'm flemmy today. Police find Sioux Falls man drinking beer inside a closed bar. <laughs> Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A Sioux Falls man faces burglary charges after police found him afterwards in a bar drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when you know you got a fucking problem. Police say the 53-year-old man was arrested at about 5.30 a.m. Friday. The man was charged with first-degree burglary and booked into the Minnehaha County Jail. That's my favorite county name in the U.S. Minnehaha. I just love it. It's got a ring to it. Minnehaha. The Argus leader reports an alarm notified police of a possible occupant at the bar. Police say they found men walking around the establishment just drinking a beer, not giving a shit. Police were unsure how the man got into the bar, but they said forced entry was not a factor. Uh, Hell, man. If he's got that bad of a problem, he's going to get in the bar regardless. If you're a bad enough alcoholic, you will go home and invent a machine that allows you to phase through walls. (laughs) I'm serious. I've met alcoholics that bad. If If you're a bad enough alcoholic and you have the opportunity to be able to enter a bar without breaking into it, And if it takes you, you know, swindling a key or inventing some kind of machine that allows you to walk through walls, you're going to fucking do it. (laughs) AA might be a good idea for you, man. I I praise your ingenuity. And, you know, like I always say on this podcast, I have a deep love for people who just give no shits. (laughs) I just, I love it. Ah, Mirror in the UK. Oh, it's nice to see you guys back, man. It's nice to have you guys back doing actual weird news again. You guys were getting fucking clickbaity there for a long time. Let's keep this up, Mirror. You may be my favorite again. A mom was criticized for excluding Bully from son's party after inviting the rest of the class. Good. Fuck the bully. She was criticized for that? Okay, now, I, I, I mean, it, it sucks to say this, but, you know, the Mirror is from the UK. All right? this is a UK news source. I'm glad to see that this shit isn't only happening in America. One, I'm, I'm Britain. I mean, I <laughs> I held you to a different standard, man. You know, I thought you guys were above this shit. You should be overseas laughing at us. But well, it looks like the same things happening over there. One mom was shocked to receive a slew of abuse from fellow parent after she refused entry. i fuck the other parent. If the kid's a bully, chances are the parents a bully too. I'm wanting to see what the internet says about this. That's what I'm interested in. I mean, she, uh, The mom ha- was having a party for her kid, didn't invite the bully, you know, because uh, f- fuck him, you know. <laughs> we don't allow bullying, or at least we shouldn't. It, what's funny about all these schools and institutions and all this stuff, I'll shout them out. I'll straight up say it. The kids at my school go to, the Reedland schools in Paducah, Kentucky... They say all the time, they love to the posture and shit and say, oh, we don't allow bullying and no tolerance for bullying. You know what happens when a kid is bullied at fucking Reedland schools? Huh? They hold like an intervention with the bully and the kid that they were treating like shit. An, uh, an intervention, really? And you say you have uh, like a, a moderation, a moder- you know, you know what they moderate shit, you know, they have like a discussion. Seriously? You're going to have the, the kid who's been tormented by this little shit sit and talk out their problems. If the bully knew how to talk out their problems, they wouldn't have been bullying in the first place. What a horrible thing to put a kid through. I'm ashamed of Redland schools. <laughs> That's true. And it's happened twice to my kid. But uh, it's just, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just not our country, you know, turn, going hell in handbasket, everybody turning into a fucking pussy. Maybe it's happening in the UK too. We'll find out. Birthday parties for children can't make, well, let's see if it's just the parent of the bully or if it's, you know, everybody. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, now that I look at the actual wording of this article, uh, I haven't lost faith in you yet, Britain. Okay. Hopefully it's just the parent that's causing a stink. Let's see. At the end of the day, it's meant to be a fun occasion, birthday, rather than an awkward arrangement. One mum left people divided recently after refusing entry to her son's classmate after he had previously bullied him. Good, fuck that kid. Lots of people felt it was the right move as she was trying to protect her son and ensure it was a good day. You know, like (laughs) any normal human being would. This is so funny to me. It's so funny. I'm amazed that the word bully is even still in our nomenclature. That That we still even have a word for that. That nobody's forgotten it. You know, there, there's no such thing as a little fucking brat anymore, right? Every kid has to be pumped full of medicine and has some kind of other issue. There's no such thing as a as a little shit anymore. There's no such thing as a bully anymore. I mean, <laughs> if a kid is picking on another kid for no fucking reason, whether they got family problems or whatever or not, it's a bully. And most of the time, you know, the parents are fucked up. But I, I I I tend to blame the parents a lot less than I used to. Because I have my shit together and I raise my kids the best that you know the best I can. I'm not a bully or nothing like that, and my kids are fucking horrible. <laughs> They're not bullies, but uh they are indeed little fucking brats, both of them. And lots of people uh see, but others felt like she overreacted. Really? Uh and the son's aunt let her know in no uncertain terms that she felt she acted like an a-hole. <laughs> so this is why I tend not to blame the parents anymore. It's because uh, the most important lesson my kids taught me is that it's not always the parents, okay? Sometimes the kid is just a fucking brat. And uh, I, I learned that real quick. So I tend not to blame your parents as much anymore. Most important kids, uh, Most important lessons my kids ever taught me is even if some kids are raised right, they're still going to be nothing but fucking trouble. Uh, Her son has just turned eight, and he invited his class to a party at his house, including his pal Kyle. All right, I don't need to know their damn biography. So who's really having a problem with this? Is it just the other kid's mom? Because if so, who gives a shit? But yeah, well, Britain, Uh uh-oh. I'm losing a little bit of faith in you here. It looks like in Britain, you know, in her own country, people are pretty divided on this thing. Why? Why is this even a thing? I mean, why is this even a topic of argument at all? Right? She has to protect her kid. This is crazy. I I don't understand what's happening with society now. I'm glad that we're more sensitive with things, with certain things, you know. We're more sensitive... About race, we're more sensitive to the LGBTQ plus community. We're more sensitive toward uh, you know certain mental incapacities and you know stuff like that. But uh, uh, bullying, no. <laughs> yeah, it's true that you know any bully sh- needs to have kind of therapy and needs help and you know all that stuff. But until the kid gets that, they. Uh, this is ridiculous. I I can't even put it into words. She you gave this mom shit because she refused to invite a bully to her son's party. This is this is nuts. How the hell did the world end up like this, man? When did this happen? Is it my generation's fault? You know, I'm a I'm a i am ai am refuse to say millennial. I'm a zennial, right? Was it was it my fault? Was it my parents' fault? Was it because uh, my parents were allowed to eat cookie dough and you know. Uh, ride bicycles without helmets and knee pads and looking like a fucking robot? Or was was it because, you know, and then they they started, uh, you know, having us wear leashes and we all get particip- participation trophies. There's no such thing as a loser anymore. We can't eat cookie dough because it's got raw eggs out of And, you know, whenever we go out and use a stick to play in the mud, we gotta have, you know, like fucking body armor on. Or was it my generation's fault that grew up being walked on a fucking leash and didn't know how to lose I don't know <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to maybe it's a combination of the both of the two I, I have no idea but it's ridiculous it's taboo to be tough now it's taboo to be manly you know what I mean everybody's gotta be sensitive overly sensitive uh, let's see we're at 32 minutes man oh this is something that I'm really interested in um, there was a copy of Frankenstein, yes, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, first edition, which was thought for a long time to be to have been completely lost. I have a pretty early edition of Frankenstein, which it's one of my prized books, you know, but it's like eighth or ninth edition. I mean, it's still pretty fucking old. But uh, yeah, we, I was unaware that there were first edition copies still sitting around in this condition. So, yes, it's my favorite book of all time. It's true. My favorite book ever written was Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. The greatest story, I think, ever written was Macbeth by William Shakespeare. But my favorite book, you know, my favorite work of fiction uh, in written form is Frankenstein. First edition just sold for $1.17 million. Oh, I believe it. Actually, wow, I thought it would have sold for a little bit more, actually. Because it was, you know, we, we thought, it did set a new world record for a printed work by a woman. Uh, it was auctioned for $1.17 million. I mean, that's so huge. It, it was, actually came out as a three-volume copy. Uh, it still bears its original boards from its 1818 printing. Now, this was the birth of uh, science fiction. This was the birth of horror in written form. And a lot of people credit it as the birth of horror. A lot of people credit it as the birth of science fiction. And I say it's both. Horror and science fiction are, you know, they're inbred cousins. You know, horror and science fiction are, you know, they're relatives that grew up in Missouri. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it was truly the birth of all that. And I think it was so cool that this was all written, this was all started by a 19-year-old girl. In, like, the perfect circumstance, you know? thunderstorm this is true and thunderstorm power goes out bunch of friends hanging out they decide to play a game cuz it's you know 1818 and what the fuck are you going to do when the you know when <laughs> when the power goes out right and uh, they think okay let's uh, have a contest we're going to write the scariest story that we can right and then we'll read them and a l- couple of really odd things happened uh one guy had some pretty insane nightmares like that same night about, you know, con- concerning Mary Shelley and shit. You know, it's a lot of weird stuff, but just the perfect circumstances. The Birth of Horror by a 19 year old girl, you know, science fiction, horror, whatever you want to call it. It's, uh, it bears a lot of weight. Frankenstein is a very, very important piece of work. The, uh, the auction house Christie's. See, the the sum was reported by Fine Books Magazine to be a new world record for the highest price fetched by a printed work by a woman. Christie said that the edition was only one of—okay, this is why it's so rare. I was wanting to get into this—one of only 500 printed in Frankenstein's first run, and the copy was sold, uh, was the first to be offered uh, for auction since 1985. But uh, I remember reading an article—I think it was on a disclosure, actually. We'll have to go back a little bit—that was saying, you know, where are all the first edition copies of Frankenstein? I guess they're still around. (laughs) That's It's pretty cool uh, to see a photo of what this thing actually looked like. Mm. Yeah, that was a sound. You heard that. Uh, uh, Today's my cheat day. (laughs) I I started a pretty hardcore keto diet, and it's been working. I've been losing weight. But, uh, you know, I'm not one of those guys that thinks everybody should have a cheat day. I was kind of on the fence about having a cheat day. Maybe I'll have just a cheat meal, you know. But, uh, yeah, I got me a mocha frappuccino from McDonald's. That might be the only cheat thing I'm doing today. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not the coffee today. It's a big, tall glass of God knows what (laughs) with mocha flavoring. But it's McDonald's, you know, so it's good. What the hell is this? This is from the uh, Hufflepuffleton. What? Okay, I I saw pizza roll and poop. So, you know, when it it contains the word poop, we got to read it, right? (laughs) It's no disclosure. Alleged pizza roll pooper <laughs> apprehended after Oklahoma grocery store incident. What? What happened? I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the back and turned it over, and there it was. Lamented shopper Shirley Wright Johnson says, what? What? This is awesome. Shirley Wright Johnson had a crappy shopping experience on Wednesday. Literally. <laughs> Right, Johnson said she was picking up some items at a grocery store in Moore, Oklahoma when her two dollars... When her two daughters... With her two daughters... Okay. Jeez. When she reached for a bag of frozen pizza rolls, she quickly discovered something else in her hand. (laughs) Doo-doo. You don't expect to get that when you grab some pizza rolls, huh? I pick up a bag of pizza rolls and they're literally shit. She's... (laughs) Human shit, excuse my language No, no, no We need more people like you, say it like it is Someone defecated inside a supermarket freezer onto a bag of Tatina's pizza rolls then <laughs> covered the mess with another package of the traits. police told the TV station Oh my god, that goes beyond pranking, man That's not a troll uh, She said, I grabbed the bag I felt something smooshy, so I turned it over and there it was I was upset, I was disgusted, I felt like I was violated <laughs> Oh, come on the ride home was miserable, she said, even though she quickly scrubbed off her hands. I hope you washed your hands and went to the bathroom, you know, because stores have bathrooms and shit, huh? huh. <laughs> just FYI there. I know when you got to go, you got to go. But uh, you know, take a shit in a place that you know might help, right? Take a shit in the produce aisle. If anything, you'll be fertilizing the fruits and stuff. That's where I would go. If I couldn't get to the bathroom in the store, I would just shit in the produce. You know, because if anything, you'll be kind of helping along with, you know, some processes. You don't shit on the pizza rolls. Pizza rolls are awesome. Don't do that to pizza rolls, man. <laughs> what are we at? 38 minutes? Come on. I got to bust out at least a couple more. <laughs> I just, I feel like I do. Now, this is from VT. And this is something that excites me greatly. Apparently, this it hasn't been something they've just been talking about. Twins. Yes. As in Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Uh, it's getting a sequel. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) It's actually happening. My jaw hit the floor when I saw this. 1988 Comedy Twins is getting a sequel after 33 years. Dude, (laughs) that is awesome. This is true. This is actually happening. As confirmed by Deadline, the stars of the movie, Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, as well as director and producer Ivan Reitman himself, are teaming up to give fans an update on the brothers more than three decades later. Yeah, as it turns out that the duo is, in fact, a trio with guess who's playing the other brother. Okay, this is about two guys who couldn't look even more opposite from each other. So they got to get a third one that looks more opposite from both of them put together. Okay, Tracy Morgan. (laughs) I don't know what everybody else thinks, but I think this is fucking brilliant. (laughs) This is the coolest thing ever. You know, like who's the most opposite than both of these guys put together? Tracy Morgan. I think it's awesome. That's hilarious. I love this idea. The upcoming movie, aptly Named Triplets, will begin shooting in January 22 in Boston. I can't wait to see this. This is awesome. I heard Schwarzenegger, you know, allude to this from time to time. I don't know what's actually happening. This is fucking cool. Reitman spoke to Deadline recently about how the idea behind the project came about, telling the publication twins was quite successful. And some years after, the whole thing started with Arnold meeting Eddie Murphy, and the suggestion came from one of them. Oh, cool. So this has been uh, an idea for a while. Uh. The movie was originally supposed to star Eddie Murphy. Oh, that'd be awesome. He could still do it. (laughs) Nothing against you, Tracy. But, uh, (laughs) dude, Eddie Murphy would be awesome. Oh, I see here. Yeah, but the former was no longer able to take part due to scheduling conflicts with coming to America. Well, um... It would have been cool to wait for Eddie Murphy, but you know what? Tracy Morgan's awesome. I really like the guy. He's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see this. I'm not butthurt that they didn't get Eddie. Yeah, Eddie Murphy would have been super cool. That would have been awesome to see that. But Tracy Morgan, I, I love the guy. Uh, he's one of the funniest guys in the, in the fucking world. So, uh, dude, yeah, Twins. Twins is finally getting a sequel. <laughs> and it's about, how are they going to explain this? <laughs> I don't care how they do it. It's Ivan Reitman. He'll find a way. Well, this is great. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Uh, 41 minutes. Okay, I, I got to do one more. I've got to do one more because it involves a no disclosure regular. Okay, we might have to go a little way over on this one. This is just too stupid. Latest TikTok fad prompts cops to issue warning about kids buying beans. Yeah, because of TikTok, what? Kids can't buy, they're fucking up beans now for everybody? What's going on? I saw the article, and I had to bookmark it. I was like, okay, I'm not reading it. Uh, I'll read it on no disclosure. It's TikTok, and it, it this is so stupid. Like, they're fucking up beans for everybody now? It seems like TikTok does nothing but spawn stupid and potentially dangerous fads among kids. Am I wrong? <laughs> There's been the milk crate challenge and the bathroom mirror hairspray stunt that caused the teen to set herself on fire, and those are just a couple of examples. Now, I guess... We can add a new ridiculous public nuisance to that list. Apparently, TikTok has gotten it into their heads that it's a great idea to smear baked beans on everything. Yeah, that silence is intentional. This is the thing. The bean stunts have gotten so out of hand that West Yorkshire police in the UK had to get involved. The cops are urging stores to keep an eye out for youths buying a shitload of beans. This is cool. So now we have to keep an eye on these dumbasses buying lots of beans. I mean, don't we have enough to worry about? <laughs> now we got to keep an eye on these freaking TikTokers. Oh my god! I'm sure TikTok has its intelligent people on there. I'm sure that there's channels that do good things. But damn, man, can, can we can we ban it now, please? <laughs> this is crazy. I'm reading a quote. Uh, I'm reading a a statement by the by the police in, you know, in the U.K. It says, It's come to the attention of the police that a new trend has been started by groups of youths called beaning. This involves youths throwing the contents of a can of beans over properties, very similar to the trend of, you know, egging places. If you work in a shop, can you please be aware of youths buying large quantities of cool? <laughs> now we gotta keep an eye on dumbass TikTokers buying a crap load of beans. And it's not just British kids that get roped into moronic things for social media. Here in the U.S., A whole other trend has already been banned from TikTok. Have you heard about this? Known as devious licks, this trend has the participants just straight up steal shit from their schools and classrooms. The kids have pilfered everything from hand sanitizers to clocks, microscopes, fire alarms, the basin of a water fountain, and hundreds of COVID-19 tests. Dude, really? Why? Why are these kids, what are they going to do with any of this shit? (laughs) Well, I mean, I suppose kids themselves also realize the pointlessness of sealing such items. We're saying that because the trend soon devolved into just breaking and smashing stuff in bathrooms and classes, because that's so much better, right? In this case, though, has been some retribution. TikTok itself has banned all associated hashtags and removed videos for violating their community guidelines. It's, you know, because it's just become a den of stupidity. <laughs> I'm serious. In Tennessee... Several kids found participating in the trend are facing criminal charges for vandalism. But, you know, what do you expect after posting the proof for all to see on the internet, right? It just shows you're not too bright anyway. Maybe we can get the same treatment for the British, you know, like, bean kids. (laughs) This is stupid. Uh, TikTok. I don't hate TikTok, despite what you think. I really don't. I love TikTok. Because they make... No disclosure, they keep me on the air. You know, I always got something to talk about. Even if I can't find any articles, we'll just go on TikTok and react to what we see. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, I'm going to go, guys. That's it for this week, all right? And remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things No Disclosure related. All the social media links are there as well as the link to get to our Patreon page, where you can get everything from outtakes, entire bonus episodes, and early access to shows before I unleash them on the world. As well as free merch and other goodies at certain tiers. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to the patrons. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Michelle, Donald, David, Kristen. You guys keep this thing going. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. TikTok, and fucking beans, man. Why couldn't they do something cool like, uh, broccoli? <laughs> that's even dumber! What to you know is the racist fear? No disclosure, viciousness, confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. The public has a right to go.